So, I know you having to take in quite a lot of new stuff, including the situation you're in, physically, finding your way around, getting comfortable in your seat, how much cushioning you need, how your body is, and of course um, I'm asking you to take in quite a bit of verbal uh, stuff from myself. Um, Remember, I will actually be hopefully saying things that you know already and it just helps you to remember them or build upon them or rephrase them. Now, a little bit of something abstract, irrelevant. Our uh, cultivation is in terms of view, which we can broadly consider to be understanding, wisdom, perspective, uh, know-how and in terms of energy which is uh, in terms of whether the energy is bright, steady, composed, jittery, sinking and naturally we're looking for healthy steady energy to give us the direct um, composure and direct support uh, and pleasant feeling and vitality and the view, understanding, to both help us to attune to that energy, fulfill it, bring it forth, and also when the mind does, the chitta does feel steady and calm and so forth, or the degree to which it is, we also have wisdom about those experiences. The wise, we understand the nature of those experiences. So we're not looking for any particular experience ultimately but generally for experiences that are more comfortable and more steady mm. steady, stable, and more, more steady, more comfortable that's what we're looking for in terms of experiences that's bodily, <coughs> emotional, psychological, you name it it's what's steady more comfortable. It takes a little bit of time, just the settling into your body takes time. So you can't just come to a snap decision, feed it out, and you work with things to see if you can settle into it. What's more steady, what's more comfortable? Those will allow the chitta to open. Yeah. Now, what do I mean chitta open? The chitta, this heart of ours, this quality of awareness is, is generally occluded, obscured by adventitious uh, defilements um, and we all know experience such as anger, fear, worry, doubt and the jitter is kind of tensed up and flustered and flowering, passion it gets uh, heated up and it hasn't this, doesn't have this beauty of the open jitter now it may be the case that um, the qualities of the open jitter are not the qualities of the street, they're not the qualities that we normally would be told about or hear about or perhaps even experience very, very much ourselves. Yeah. So just bear in mind that most of people, most of the time, are in some kind of constricted state. And uh, the nature of that is that attention moves very quickly, it scatters from this to that, it tends to lock onto things, phenomena, get annoyed, get fascinated by phenomena, um, 
proliferate around them, uh, get addicted to them, and never find a sense of rest, ease, and peace. This is the constricted jitta. Often with that, a lot of the body, experience of the body is lost. We don't experience the body very fully, just perhaps the hands, the face, the tactile touch, what's touching us, that's about it. And we don't even perhaps recognize there isn't any more than that. Um, with the constricted jitta, um, one of the problems about the constricted jitta is we don't even know it's constricted, because until you know openness, you don't have anything to compare it with. Now this is the way it goes, the way it is. Um, if we were born completely open, we wouldn't be have to do this work. <laughs> yeah. And naturally, you know, being in, in life, life situations which cause pressure, hurry, demand, grab, get hold of, defend, figure things out, store up, all those messages, those are all the messages that constrict the chitta. Become something, achieve something, what happens, you tighten up and get going. And so, this is such a normal scenario, we don't necessarily consider it to be a problem. We just shift what we get that onto. So, again, here the issue can be, we come to meditate and we do the same thing in meditation. Because we may not know there's another way of operating. It's not our fault, it's, our, it's a something, but we have to be responsible for that too. There is such a thing as an open chitta. The quality of open chitta is attention does not scurry around, it does not press, it does not obsess, it um, does not withdraw, it doesn't fear, it's, it's balanced and steady. It doesn't really care what object is there, because it's not, it's open, it's not trying to hold an object, or push away an object, or resist an object, it's just open to it. This is the unconstricted chitta. And the benefit of that, apart from naturally it makes us a lot more calm and composed, if we can get to that, if we can accomplish that, and it does take work, but the end result of it is you also rest in something called awareness, which is the very most most fundamental then the overlooked aspect of chitta is aware and this awareness gets occluded we get we go into stuff we get excited bored dispassionate or passionate uh, and so forth and these movements all these movements these rushing emotions tend to take us away from the quality of awareness even though we may be aware of them you know, we reckon, oh yeah, here I am, getting annoyed again, you know. But perhaps we don't even know that, we're just there doing it. And then after a while we think, oh, oh I'm getting a bit annoyed, or I'm feeling bored. And then what am I going to do about it? Well, I'll try and change the external phenomena. That's what the, that's what the constricted jitta asks attention to do. This person's annoying, I'll get away from him. I don't like this situation, I'll go there. That looks good, I'll have one of those. It moves the external around. Or it moves us around in the external domain. Life gets pretty restless. 
And also this way uh, our jitta learns to operate through an attention which essentially holds an object in a, in a slightly or profoundly constricted way. Yeah. Now there's a difference between it. Yeah. So it holds an object in a constricted way, that is it, it, it concerns itself with the features of the object. Is this, you know, nice, pleasant, what does it remind me of, who's that, uh, all this, you know, it looks for object identification, what's that, what does it remind me of, that's a banana, that's a dog, you know, it's useful, good to know there's been a banana and a dog. <laughs> but after you've got that, that's kind of, but that issue is solved. And now what you really want to know is what do you, how do you relate to that phenomenon? Do you stroke a banana? Do you eat a dog? <laughs> so, and this means you've got to come back into, well, how am I with that? You know, a little bit more of that. And, and this is the, uh, what we're, in a way, we're cultivating this aspect, our relational aspect. Because here, we're starting to come into qualities that require both a different kind of attention and a different mode of energy. It's a little more, it's a little softer. How am I with this? Hmm. It's changing, but first of all I feel a little bit anxious or uncertain. And now I'm getting clearer, I feel more comfortable. Yeah. So it's a slightly moving, softening quality. And... Um, how we are with things. And then, what's most comfortable in that? That you can put that, what, how I am with something, what is most comfortable and what's most stable? Perhaps just the pause and let myself settle with that, not move forward or move back or do anything particular, just to settle and feel okay. Many things we may feel slightly on edge about, nervous about, certain compulsive reactions, perhaps the best thing to do is just to pause, be here, uh-huh, no, it's not a problem, nothing's not really bothering me, I don't really need it, I'm comfortable. There's no particular action necessary. And we need to do this, you know, kind of slow down a bit to come into this. As we come into that, as we become more comfortable and settled, then the quality of being aware becomes more apparent. Here I am, or here's this. Hmm. It's like this now. And this awareness is, is your constant. It might not seem constant because the, your attention goes out of it towards objects and, and goes into them and gets movements start happening. So you may not recognize it's a constant because like the sky, clouds do come over. But the sky is always there. Yeah. Attention and awareness, two different things. <coughs> 
Attention is the uh, object definer. And it's a focus. Your eyes do it automatically. Very difficult not to have a focus with your eyes. Your eyes shape something up. And as they shape it up, it's so natural, we think, well, it's there. There's a man sitting there. That's it. There's nothing wrong. There's a man sitting I can see that. Well, what about the space around him? Oh, oh yeah. What about what's sitting behind him? Oh yeah. What about the wall? Oh, let's see what you mean. What about the trees outside? Oh yeah, they're all there, aren't they? What's happened? You've widened your attention and you see, yeah, there's shapes and there's spaces and there's things like, and the more you wider, you recognize there's no background, no foreground. <laughs> it's just, there it is, right? It's like wall, wallpaper. <laughs> now, you're not wallpaper, but you look like it <laughs> from here. I, I hope I don't treat you like wallpaper, but the eyes, that's all they can do. They see shapes, lights. That's what they do. The mind says, yeah, 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 but let's get to it. Look at this man. Look at this book. Look at this person. You know, and it makes the eyes focus on particular, picks out something within that field. And it happens so normally, we don't make, have to make any effort to do it. The eyes, the mind and the eyes do that. Now this, this is attention that's doing it. Your eyes don't see objects in that way. Your eyes see a field, a visual field. It's your attention that sees. Or your attention with your eyes that sees. Same with the ears. Yeah. My voice, sound of the birds, hum of traffic, whirring of the fans. Hopefully you're hearing my voice. You're focusing on that. But the eyes particularly are, the, are probably the most sharply and um, automatically hold this focus, which is object-seeking, and the rest of it sort of fades out. This is attention. And we can see that attention, although it happens a lot, is not a constant. Sometimes you focus on this object, or that object, or a tiny object. You know, like you're looking at a pin. You can do that with your eyes, and your attention can narrow right down to that. Or you could look at a landscape, and your attention widens up. So attention is not a constant, it's a constant, it's a continual activity. But you try and rest your attention on something without it flickering. Without, like do it with your eyes. You try and do that without your eyes zooming in, zooming out, or flickering. Yeah. And if you do, you'll find that the object starts to go very strange. It starts to fuzz, and uh, you can't hold those lines. Actually, there's subtle movements that keep your attention scanning even a small object that keeps picking up lines and backgrounds to keep it on there. You hold your attention very steady, consciously, you won't see an object, a clear, distinct object. Hmm, interesting. What's really there? Hmm, who knows? <laughs> yeah. But in a way, we don't need to know 
too much because the system works pretty good for external purposes for the dealings of the external world we don't sit still looking at an object for an hour and a half you move around it works fine for that for external circumstances and now <laughs> we're dealing with internal reality right? now internal reality means what you feel your moods your emotions and the internal body which is the breathing the vitality the sense of being constricted open tense poised balanced light fluid hmm? there's a very rich range of internal experience that perhaps we don't have words for or have lost contact with but there's a very rich range and when you use attention on that attention actually affects it it's not a neutral thing attention as I said does not really it creates an object you hold attention steady the object yeah so it starts to glow and pulse that's even with your eyes yeah. but your attention by its subtle shimmering and tightening and shifting creates apparent objects and we do this internally right? attention has to be very carefully managed because the energy of attention has an effect on your body and on your heart and tight attention will cause mental tension and physical tension it grips and it tightens things up at some time you may need some of that probably a lot of the time you need some you don't need less of that in order to allow the body to open relax feel comfortable and the jitta to feel open and comfortable so if we talk a little bit about you know your, what come what happens through your your mind door or what called heart really they're called mind states but actually they're more heart states these are things such as uh, uncertainty wavering um, sadness uh, feeling weighed down um, feeling pressure got to do something got to make something happen these are heart states yeah and if you attend to them to either try to hold one steady or make it quiet or sort of push it away you then create struggle and tension which stirs up more mind states 
feeling you can't do it feeling you've got a lot to do well this is work uh, not feeling comfortable not feeling steady but feeling you're back at work yeah. because this is the kind of attention we associate with anything we take seriously we associate this somewhat constricted attention with anything we decide we're going to do seriously you want to put everything into it so you tighten up so I'd encourage being a bit more playful I don't mean silly foolish but a little bit lighter more gentle more playful in uh, internally let things play through feel a bit more fluid don't have to get it right with play you don't have to get it right you sort of shift around and you do your learning through this but, oh that was it, okay not that, this, this is more comfortable oh yeah that, that feels good, oh no it doesn't feel so good now why don't you step back so you're learning this way, like you learn to swim or sing or play chess or whatever, whatever you do you learn it from this kind of it's, it's a learning of play, play learning Right? actually this is the best kind of learning because there's no pressure so your mind is not constricted uh, hopefully there's no timeline so you're not deadlining it uh, you don't have to get it right so you're not fearing being blamed or judged or rejected or failing hmm? and playing all your attend all your awareness is right there with it because yeah. you know, that's the only way you're going to learn by taking it in this means attention has to be somewhat looser and again I'd say you know really put aside the word to put aside the word concentration or the idea of concentration being something that you do uh, samadhi, unification is something that comes around with time and you can enter into it and absorb in it now that is Dhamma that, that does happen, it is recommended but unification is a process that comes around through carefully playing with interiors you know, gently playing with the interior domain different kind of attention is needed, something more flexible, more mobile how does it feel? two uh, pieces of equipment that we all have and we all use but now we're using them perhaps more sustained, more wiser way with a particular view in mind, right view cultivating right view you attend and you point yourself towards what is skillful what does that mean? void of uh, things we know are unskillful <laughs> And you work with what you what you know about that, you know, grabbing, fighting, resisting, 
deceitfulness, delusions, projections, blaming, this yeah, okay. Void of that. Yeah. So you point with a mind that's not caught in those. And the results of this cannot be anything other than good. That's right view. If you do good, if you come from the right place on the internal level, internally you cannot get anything but a good result. Now you may not get a Mercedes Benz, you may not be the most popular person in town, those are externals. You may get sick and die. (laughs) But that isn't something you can really, you know, do much about uh, at this time. What we can do is uh, recognize there's a, a very straightforward and simple way in which we bring around our well-being and it's that you can experience directly in yourself and it's the internal domain and you'll get pretty immediate results. That's not all that you want, but it's starting to go in the right direction. So the pointing, what's called vitaka, 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 means to bring something to mind, bring something into your awareness. Make yourself aware of something that is worth bearing in mind, that you feel, yeah, okay, Buddha, um, Kindness, uh, goodwill, gratitude, uh, forgiveness, patience, you know, you know these things. These, yeah, and naturally these have a, a good effect. They're of momentary nature. Now you want to sustain that, then this is what the body energy is about. Because this is what helps this hold uh, a, a mood or emotion or a skillful mental state and and keep it there rather like a, a rather like a fountain of water you put say some dye in the reservoir that fountain of water will keep circulating that dye right that's just an example now the fountain of water is not solid as you know it's is constantly flowing. It's flowing in a very steady stream. Right? It's a continuing, it knows a particular current, and it goes down that current. Now this is what your body energy does. It can be like. And so then whatever skillful states there are of mind, if as you experience them and bring them into mind, you also are sensing your body internally then that establishes and solidifies and perpetuates that skillful state of mind the results of it it calms your nerves it settles your tensions you feel a little brighter so then the mind and the body support each other through this internal basis. And the most um, straightforward um, access to body energy is breathing. 
breathing in, breathing out. That is the body pump. Um, breathing in and out naturally is what gives us energy, and it circulates energy. Uh, so this is your your source of that. And again, you know, if you, so whenever you feel a skillful mental state, good mood, just as a little tip, just pause on that, hold it as best you can in your awareness, in your heart, and breathe in and breathe out. Let let the effect of that be felt in terms of how your subtle muscles relax, how perhaps there's a slight brightening in your body, and as a certain then you that beds it in. When you get a good mental state, make the most of it. <laughs> you know, really put it in the bank. And the bank is your is your body. So pausing, don't you know, pause when you get a difficult mental state. This lodge, disconnect from that mental state, and then you come back into your bank account and tune into this. Okay, that was that was a nasty feeling. Whew, why don't I breathe out now, all the way out? Ah. Take your time, let the breath come in, fill, <sighs> breathing out, and it, sometimes it's irregular, and then it gradually settles again. Yeah, so it will tend to um, experience the results of a difficult feeling, and it won't feel so comfortable, but through just the breathing in, breathing out, that ventilates it and lets it settle and Let's it fade. Now when we experience a difficult feeling, difficult emotion, painful memory, tendency can be, oh, oh, tighten up. I don't want that. Shut it away. Or, well, it's because of her. Or, it's because I didn't do this. Attention scatters. I don't want to be with this unpleasant feeling. Oh, switch something on so I can get away from it. Uh, Drink something. uh, Listen to something so I can get away from some pleasant thing. Attention scurries and contracts. And in fact, you may get away from that difficult feeling by reading, listening to something, da-da-da-da-da, you know. Our system knows how to do it. Switch it off. Uh Uh-oh, here comes that difficult feeling again. (laughs) We haven't really dealt with it. It hasn't cleaned out. We just put some stuff on top of it. Ah. Now, you know, difficult feeling is difficult. <laughs> and difficult mental states are complex. Guilt, regret, feeling unworthy, um, yeah, they're, they're, these are complicated, they're not just simple pleasure pain. I mean, they have ple- pain in them, pleasure, but they're not simple. They have all kinds of narratives and histories in them. So, you know, they're not that easy. We need some support with that. I would say most 
of our problems are mental, psychological, emotional. A bit of physical, but even that is less. And perhaps it's made worse by the amount of psychological angst, distress we feel about our physical condition. Most of our suffering is created by the mind. So, and if you just don't have skillful attention, it will go to those difficult states and it will lock onto those like a dog on a rat. And it will chew it to try and get rid of it. And it will say, how did this rat get here? How dare this rat be here? I don't like rats. Go away rats. And it's still got its teeth in it. It's his fault. He sent this rat here. Yeah. It's because of me. I, I asked this rat to come here. It's my fault. I've got bad karma. And it's still holding on to the rat. Chewing it. If I chew it hard enough, it'll go away. No. You need to uh, open your jaws. <laughs> open your jaws. That rat's going to move. <laughs> The, un- the open chitta is just like that. Unconstricting the chitta, loosening your attention, is like that. Yes, it, did, it was a rat. It was unpleasant. Came and went. This is the way we clean out. Now it's, you know, again, not to add too much, but we need support in that because that tightening is very compulsive. And perhaps something we just don't have, we know how to hold on, but we just don't know how to let go. You know, it's an idea, we'd like to do it, but something that just doesn't do it. It's too stuck, too frightened of the consequences, lacks confidence, Lacks know-how, um, so on. So we take our time with that. Sometimes difficult states is just. I will deal with this. Just put it to one side. I've got to build up my resources. Resources, you know, gain here the bodily resource. Yeah. And so it's really worthwhile building up the resource of the inner body in order to help the mind to let go. It's got something it can stand, can rest back in. Why we don't let go of mental states is because either there's this thing or there's the gnawing void. <laughs> yeah. There's that sense of well, there's nothing else but this. I'm alone, I'm uncertain. This is difficult, I don't know where to, you know, what can I... There's nothing to let go into. You need some sort of comfort zone to step back into in order to... Oh, yeah, I can do that. With difficult mental states. Now, some difficult mental states are actually rather pleasant, which makes it even more difficult to let go. They have apparent pleasure to them. Excitement, passion, desire lust, greed, you know, 
they have a certain superficial pleasure to them because the, the, the heating and the excitement on some levels is on sensory levels quite pleasing until you come to the internal and you feel gee this is rough this is really ripping, pulling, surging, unsteady, not comfortable and to come back into that again it's, it's not usual to withdraw from powerful pleasant feeling so we do need the support and why our internal body has to feel pleasant so that you've got yeah that better than that is pleasant but I've got this already I've got this inner quality already I could sort of reach out and rush around and do a few deals and get one of those it might be nice in a while you know, I can be a push and shove and get one of those, it might be handy but right now I've got this what are you going to do? <laughs> you've probably done the other one quite a bit already yeah and it was nice for a while and then you wanted another one <laughs> so you, after a while you begin to get, I could do that again I suppose I've been there mm. Took a bit of work, didn't quite turn out as good as I wanted. Uh, it didn't satisfy. Second sign. Impermanent, second sign, unsatisfactory. Didn't satisfy me. Pushed hard, got the job, got the promotion, got the wage, wasn't satisfied, got stressed. But what about instead of imagining that happy state is going to come? in the future from some kind of particular you know moving and wangling and holding and forward and so forth what about if that kind of we'd have an accessible pleasure that came from doing exactly the opposite withdrawing coming back so opening not constricting and staying steady rather than weaving and ducking and the Buddha said not only is this a, a, a reliable source of pleasure it's actually better more rich more sustaining and you can have it all the time you don't have to go anywhere for it holiday is being at home best kind of holiday is at home when you're really at home now this then is a worthwhile, profitable thing to put one's uh, energies into and this is in the interior domain and it doesn't happen through constricted attention it doesn't happen through pressure it doesn't happen through achievement it doesn't happen through trying to get there it happens through this steady tuning in yeah and this is Vitaka bringing it to at least bringing the sense of the where is that where is breathing in, breathing out and the second quality Vichara how does it feel how is this Vitaka is the finger and Vichara is the palm how it points and how is this point, how is this point, how is this how does this feel after a while the pointing 
is less pushing it because you're mostly concerned with yeah, feeling how's that, how's that. It gets a little less dr- forceful, the pointing. Pointing is essentially just the lift your attention from one thing that isn't going anywhere useful, you deliberately, wait, oh, here, that's its main function. And then, how is this? Vichara. How is this? How is this? Withdraw, viveka, withdrawing your attention from one source, placing it somewhere else. And ideally, placing it within the bodily domain, within, again, within the realm of kindness and goodwill, that the attention should not, your, your, your attention should not be moved with malice, with irritability, with impatience, with frustration, with uh, compulsiveness. It should not be moved with those. It should be moved with, uh, okay, enough of that now. Let's just come back here. That quality, that mood. This is for my welfare. It's like like training a child. No, no, put that down. It's going to burn you. Come here. Put it down. It's going to burn you. Come here. Put it down. Come here. Even if you're firm, you know what you're doing. Now, you know, here must be somewhere that feels good enough for, you, for your for, for you to rest in it. And again, this is where if it's too tight or constricted, it's just not a happy ride. So, learning to tune in with just light, sustained attention. Most of our uh, effort in this time is dropping the unskillful or just the, un- the useless, the unprofitable. Just dropping it and returning, lifting and returning. Just how is this body internally to feel? Bright, slack, steady, unsteady, uh, comfortable, stable. Yeah, these are not complicated concepts. But to tune into it, you begin to learn like a skilled cook, subtler flavours. So, this, uh, uh, the taste buds get heightened. This quality of a finer or more refined attentiveness rather than a compulsive attention of a careful thoughtfulness rather than compulsive thinking. Yeah, it's just a sh- shift, isn't it? This is uh, you know, step at a time, incremental um, turning that we're encouraging.